Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so one of the things that always stuck out in my mind with you before your senior year, you're going for your fourth state title, first New Jersey wrestler in history, undefeated going into that match, and they said, well, what if you lose? And I remember you saying, well, your parents are still going to love you, your coaches are still going to coach you. And I always tell our athletes, like, that's the attitude you want to have. That's what Jordan Burroughs said, the same thing, or very similar before the Olympics. And me, when I was in high school, and a lot of wrestlers, we don't even like to think about the possibility of losing. So I say to wrestlers, sometimes you should be aware that that could happen. If you could speak a little bit about that. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, when you're mentally preparing, you have to visualize sometimes the worst case scenario. Like, uh, I was listening to a Michael Phelps interview and he visualizes his goggles falling off, his cap coming off, his bathing suit ripping, um, something happening in the, in the lane next to him and the guy goes down. It's just everything that bad, everything bad that can happen, you have to, you have to visualize that so when the moment comes, you're prepared. And just like, in, in our sport, you're going to lose eventually. It's a combat sport. Uh, nobody's perfect. There's, there's always guys that have losses. And one thing that really helped me later in my career, like now, I had the, I had the sport um, pulled away from me for a year. And I went through a phase where I was like, do I love this sport? Do I not love this sport? Do I want to coach in my long-term future? And at the end of the day, I was like, I do love this sport. Like, I shouldn't be so nervous to go compete. And I, don't, I shouldn't feel like I have to win for anyone. I just want to do this sport because I want to be the best at it and I want to compete every single day. If I lose, I lose. It wasn't my day. I'm going to give my best effort every single day. My coaches are going to coach me still. My parents are going to love me. Um, my friends are still going to be friends with me. And if some friends aren't friends with me anymore, maybe they weren't the right friends. So uh, losses are going to happen and you got to take them for what they are and you just learn from them and keep getting better. Yeah, I love that because that's one, that's one of our relaxing under pressure lessons. Tim Ferriss, who's actually a wrestler at Princeton for a little while, he yeah. knew that. But he I said, didn't know he was a wrestler. But what well, he, he I said, have his books. Yeah, yeah, and he actually said that like, that was like the most powerful like, mental lesson that he's ever heard to like, think about what's the worst case scenario. If you go bankrupt, what will you do? And like, a lot of guys just don't want to re rehearse that because they think, like, well, if it happens, like, don't even talk about it. It's going to jinx me yeah. instead of living with that reality. And if it happens, I'll be okay. Like, right. It doesn't affect. Losing a match doesn't affect the quality person I am. That's, I guess, really what we're getting at. For sure. I mean, uh, like, I took a trip with Athletes in Action, which is a Christian uh, organization 
for college athletes, and we went to Kazakhstan this summer. And mm. uh, the biggest lesson I took from that, just because it was so, uh, it was so against to teach any any other religion than Muslim there, so we couldn't really be openly Christian there. And the biggest lesson is you don't have to um, praise what you're about or talk about what you're about to, to prove anything. You just have to show it in your actions and your everyday lifestyle and your personality and when you're talking to people, being extra nice and just being genuine and being humble. And for me, I feel like that's being myself, but it was a really good reminder that I don't have to tell anyone what my personality is or, or how I like to compete because I could just go show it. I could be a good sport. And when I was in Kazakhstan, I had no choice and that was the only way to communicate with these kids. Win or lose, I was just very nice to them, trying to make them curious about why I was there and almost trying to get them to ask me questions. And that was a big lesson I took from that. You just have to be yourself and um, just just because you lose in a match doesn't mean you can't be a nice person. You just take it for what it is. It's a sport at the end of the day. So, you know, you That's live, it. you learn, you get yeah. better and you move on with your life. Excellent, great. And remember, mindset makes the difference. Okay, so one of the things I remember in an interview with your dad, um, he was saying that he didn't necessarily put all the focus on you and on Billy, your brother, when you guys were wrestling, but he thought about building up the team, building up South Plainfield and the community, and that that would lead to ultimately you guys benefiting from it. I think the temptation is, a lot of parents, what they do is they say, I'm just going to focus on my kid and whatever with the team, and then not only does their kid hate the sport, they turn the kid off. The team gets no better. It's a lose for the team and for the kid. Yeah. So can you just speak a little bit about that, like what your, what your dad did there and how that helped you? Yeah, uh, a big part of it was my dad was very passionate about the sport in general. He, he wrestled for two years in college. He wrestled for St. Thomas Aquinas, which is Bishop Bar now in high school. And he just really loved, he loved the sport in general. He was working with the high school team before my brother was even in middle school. So he was already helping out the community. Um, by put, giving back his time before we even got there. And once Billy was uh, starting his wrestling career, he really put in the time to help Bi not only Billy out, but his friends that were wrestling. And he really wanted to get everyone better, not just uh, Billy, because he, he, he thought the philosophy that if I'm getting the guys around him better, he's only gonna benefit from that. And if they're all getting better, then they're only gonna get closer as friends and become, become a better knit group, uh, tighter group altogether. So I think his biggest thing was just getting everyone better around him, building from a young age and keeping the same kids that come out for rec, keeping them all the way involved through high school. And he really did that through me. Even though Billy was seven years older than me, he was still, he was coaching middle school until Billy got to high school and then he came back down to rec with me when I got to rec. And um, it was really important to have my dad there with me because I trusted him. He, he was pretty much like my go-to coach until I got to middle school. And uh, he helped me with my wrestling not only on the mat but just little things by like showing me different videos that helped him and of course like he focused a lot of time on me so sure. and billy were yeah. his kids and uh we definitely butted heads at time but for the most part he wasn't that crazy dad he was more are you enjoying what you're doing do you want to go to practice like it was never you're going to practice tonight like no i don't care it's like no it was me pretty much forcing him to take me to practice and then by the time i started wanting to go into clubs it was like almost like dragging him after work, trying to get him to take me to different places. Or when he was with my brother, printing out tournaments from NJWrestlingTournaments.com and making my mom come with me. And uh, I remember times where I would take a loss and I would feel like I'd be getting better. And I, the kid would be from Pennsylvania or Delaware, wherever he's from. And I'd print out a tournament from his area. I was like, come on, mom, like, please. I know this kid's gonna be here. Like, uh, let's, like let's go find him. Like, Chasing I want, him down. I want, I want, another, him. I want another chance. 
And uh, it was, it's just funny remembering those times now. Like, it was never my mom or dad pushing me to do that. It was always me, uh, inner inner belief in myself and an inner, inner drive that I really wanted to become something special. Um, even, like, there's home videos when I was real young. Maybe I was just meant to be a wrestler, but I was, like, four years old and our high school run-out song is Center of Eternity. Yeah. And I would, I would make my whole family line up in the living room. I'd throw on a little green singlet with a helmet, my wrestling That's shoes. Awesome. I'd put the one light on because we had the spotlight, yeah, spotlight. And I'd put it on and run out, like, do my little drills. And yeah. I was just into it. I, I loved the sport. Um, I played Pop Warner football, Little League baseball. I played baseball even in high school for a year. But wrestling was always my, my sport and what I wanted to excel in. So. I think that's great. There, uh, there's so many lessons there. I'm trying to just keep it all in my head. Like, number one, like, your dad put you around the sport. So he didn't necessarily, like, yes, of course he was coaching a little bit, but he put you around it and around all the guys. Yeah. So that gave you some passion for it without directly putting it, like, saying, you, you know, you're, like, being all over you. Yeah. That was one thing that I, that stuck out of my head. Building up the program around you, again, great move. First of all, it's an unselfish move. It's the Christian thing to do. Yeah. And also, like, you know, it is going to help you out. But in, like also in kind of like an indirect way, um, kind of feeding the passion that was already there. Yeah. Right. Like I'm sure like whatever you would have done, he would have fed that yeah. passion. Also, he didn't force you to just wrestle. Right. One that, other thing he did actually, like when I was young, all the way up to high school, he didn't let me. He let me wrestle all year round if I wanted to do tournaments, but I had to play at least another sport. Until, when you were a freshman, right? Until until I was in high school, and then after I played freshman year baseball, I was like, I'm, I think it would benefit me if I was just wrestling. I remember that. And I ended up playing golf anyway because my mom was like, no, he has to play another sport. Yeah. And golf was like a sport that I could miss occasionally to go to practice here and there if I wanted to. But uh, I think that was a big thing for my childhood, not only because it helped my wrestling and made me an overall athlete, I think it kept me fresh when wrestling came around and it kept me closer with my friends around me. Like, yeah. I wasn't that kid that was like, oh, he's just a wrestler. Like, he's going to be a prodigy wrestler. Like, That's it. I was just a normal kid in South Plainfield and I was pretty good at wrestling at the time. Um, and I went through life like a normal South Plainfield kid. I, I didn't go to a private school or anything. I went to school like everyone else. I went to CCD like everyone else. Right. I just, I was normal and I just excelled at a sport. And I think I had a passion that was a little greater than other, other people and a little more drive. But for the most part, I was doing what my friends did. And I definitely had an advantage with my dad and growing up in South Plainfield because there's just as many kids in South Plainfield rec as there is in Pop Warner football for South Plainfield. Sure, sure. And then the other thing I was thinking was like, okay, so now you've seen all, a lot of great wrestlers come through the years. Did you see parents, you know, I've mentioned names, but of course, like parents who maybe didn't necessarily do it the way your dad did, like the opposite, where it's like only about the kid, not as much about the team, and um, they, they couldn't play other sports other than wrestling, or maybe they were taking the lead from your dad, I don't know. Yeah. I never saw that in South Plainfield. I don't think it was because people were taking the lead from my dad. I don't, like he wasn't, like, he wasn't doing it like right, as arrogant, right. like, yeah. I think this is the way you should do it, but I, I never really saw it in South Plainfield. That's how it was, and that's how it always was. From the time, like, even before my brother, we were, we were just playing all sports, and the same kids that were, like, the stars in wrestling were the same kids that were stars in baseball and Pop Warner football, and that's how, just how it was. How about outside of South Plainfield? Have you seen yeah. dads who have done it the opposite way? Just about my kid, you have to wrestle. You know right. what I mean? And like just, it's all the dad driving them and them not having potential, but not panning out because of that. I definitely see that. And I think it's important um, when kids are little to find, if it's a club, because you don't have a good rec program, I think it's important to find a coach that keeps it fun and interesting for the kids. It's not always just like drill, 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 live, live, live. It's, it, you gotta, the kids should wanna 
at least go to wrestling practice and want to go get better. If he doesn't, then maybe it's not the sport for him or maybe he needs a little break here and there. It's like, I've seen it too many times with younger kids that parents are like, no, you're going to wrestling practice tonight. This is what you got to do. You committed to it, like things like that. And I think in the long run, I've seen too many kids burn out. Even kids that were my teammates at college, like you start seeing that their passion becomes, I got to just cut weight and make the weight. Like they don't even care about coming to wrestling practice anymore. They just want to make weight eat again and get through college, graduate and move on with their lives. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think you got to keep it fun. Maybe for me, keeping it fun was playing other sports as a kid and just keeping it a normal routine instead of going overdrive on it. And for other kids that are maybe just wrestlers, maybe just finding a good coach that keeps it fun for the kids and makes them hungry to go to practice. Okay, great. And so awesome. A lot of great stuff there and a lot of stuff that I think parents can really learn from that. You know, you think it's like you see a guy like Anthony Ashnell, and right away you think it's like, well, well, you know, his dad must have been like crazy and stuff. Sure, we all have our, our little quirks and stuff, right? Right, but uh, but at the same time, they're doing things maybe a little bit differently than other people, and that could be leading to the results. And then again, number one, like the big thing you're hearing with Anthony is his passion, which is just tremendous, and we have to have that. One other thing I was gonna that I was thinking about was growing up with the community pressure, right? I guess there was two pressures. Number one, South Plainfield was always good. I was around the Matt Anderson era. 2000 they had like some of the top teams in the state and you know state champs many times um dealing with the community pressure and then also dealing with the personal pressure because you didn't lose a match from what like second grade throughout i remember seeing at the at the pal when i was drilling at Rutgers, you're in seventh grade and i remember you did you like faked one side you pulled the guy one side pulled the guy the other side and then jammed an underhook and chris ressa our teammate who's an ncaa qualifier 184 pounder at Rutgers at the time was like who is this guy? Like he's doing it better than me, and you're in seventh grade. So dealing with the community pressure, and from South Plainfield, and dealing with the personal pressure. Um, what did you tell yourself to kind I of? I did a great job growing up in high school. I think that was just because I was with my best friends, so it was a lot easier to keep it light and keep it fun. Um, and even in high school, I was a late bloomer in the fact that I didn't mature really to like halfway through my sophomore year. So I didn't really have like those thoughts outside because I was just like like a young kid that thought I could be an Olympic champ when I was 16 years old. Like, I just didn't really know. I didn't, I didn't like, let myself know. And uh, I think I kind of struggled with that once I got to college because it was, like, so much perfection for a long time that I, I forgot what it was like to enjoy the sport a little bit. And uh, when I got to college, it was a real tough struggle coming into crowds at Rutgers because I just felt the pressure that I had to go perform for Rutgers because I came here over other schools. I had to put us on the map. I had to do it for my family, for my town, instead of really wanting to do it and wanting to be the best for myself. And uh, definitely throughout my college career, I've been getting a lot better at it. And it it's came from doing mental, mental practice and having me- uh, better mental preparation and really addressing that fact that it's like, you need to work on your mindset. Just because you were like perfect in high school and had a great record doesn't mean like you don't have any mental flaws. Like I, they were still there and I needed to address them. And I'm so happy. That, not that I'm not happy I had two surgeries and had to take a year off, but I'm really happy in the There's fact- benefits, there was there benefits. There was a lot of benefits in the fact that I had time to step back and be like, okay, I, I'm like still a little kid in the fact that I enjoy like coming in here and scrapping like win or lose. I really enjoy just going out there and getting to compete and putting the singlet on, putting my shoes on, putting my headgear on, like that's a great feeling for me that fulfills a lot of my like inner desires. So um, having that chance to step back from the sport, which is really good sometimes, I think I need to take a little more breaks because of that. And uh, maybe I was a little burnt out, but 
I think more that my mind just wasn't in the right spot. I wasn't competing for the right uh, right reasons, and I'm glad that I had the chance to step back. And now, now I feel like I'm just excited to get to do what I love, win or lose. I'm just excited to go put out my best effort and show people like what I'm about. Just not not just on the map, but outside the map. That's awesome. All great stuff. I guess one more thing. I'll put you on the spot. I was going to prep you for it ahead of time, but whatever. So. Jeff, was, you know, I'm closest with him probably than anyone else in the world, other than my wife, right? Yeah. Um, with him basically what my whole life. And I know that basically he named his son Anthony. <laughs> pretty much pretty, pretty much because of Anthony Ashnall. Like if we didn't know Anthony Ashnall, his son probably would not be Anthony. That's, that's a true statement. So what would be like maybe a lesson, maybe like a lesson you'd be able to give little Anthony. And when I say that, like just basically, what would be like a thing? I know there's many things, but a little thing that you wish you knew when you were younger that could have helped you better. I mean. Um, in any in any capacity, <laughs> I wish like I could know I could know that life is about like ups and downs and you're gonna have struggles and because um, I feel like at times in my career I felt like when I lost or just when things weren't going my way that like I let it just bring me to my lowest the lows in life and I, I got I I took wrestling for way more than what it was which is just a sport and I wish I could tell myself like this is just a sport like yeah you love it. But uh, just enjoy the process and enjoy the journey a little more than I did. I, I had a lot of fun and I enjoyed it a lot. But uh, there's too many times where I just remember only the winning and only remember fo the focus on only winning. And uh, that's a that's a good part to focus on. But at the end of the day, you want to you want to enjoy the process. When I'm 50, 60 years old, I want to be able to remember the stories of going on road trips with my friends, sitting in the van, going to Ohio tournament champions, and those are the things I'm going to remember. It's not. I'm not really, I don't even really remember the matches where I won the Ohio Tournament Champions. I more remember the road trip going out there. And uh, I wish I could tell myself, like, just enjoy those moments more instead of that. Like, instead of focusing so much on, you gotta go compete, you gotta compete at your highest level. Just enjoy the process. As long as you give your best effort, you're gonna be happy for it. So aim high, enjoy the process, and there's gonna be ups and downs. Yeah. All right, Anthony Eugene, that's from you. From your namesake, Anthony Ashnault. One of the nicest guys that really I've ever met. Great guy, humble, grow up, be like him. And remember, you. mindset makes the difference. <laughs> Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.